The year is 1890. The place, Boston. An evil force continues to seep into our world, corrupting and conquering all who touch it. Our four brave adventurers have thus far foiled its plans, most recently stopping the Red Death from taking control of Agnes Hahn. But the Red Death remains undaunted. Our four heroes have the evil's full attention, especially Agnes. As Boston descends into panic, can they keep this force from holding illimitable dominion over all? Find out as they face the Red Death. I don't know, I'm, I'm trying hard not to cling to that hope now. I mean, even though Nausea says she's alive, and I just, I can't go through losing her twice, you know. I mean, I can't imagine what you're going through, and I, I've been told I'm not the best at giving advice on most things, but... James chuckles a little bit. <laughs> I, I would say that in this situation, don't worry about the hope. Just worry about the thing that needs doing. And we got a thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is a thing to do. So he, Sawyer looks back at Agnes and Ignacia, like if everybody's starting to gather, and he just goes, well, you heard the man, let's do the thing. Let's do the thing, I suppose. <laughs> Where? Uh, Agnes, where's your mother? Oh, I, I, she's probably still looking at divination tools, even though we already did the thing, you know, with how she gets when she starts digging up old stuff. It just becomes a sudden exploration of the past and nostalgia. I guess I will, uh, I'll run up and, and tell her that we're going and then be back. And I'll do, unless, and I'll just do that quickly unless there's some, something that needs to happen with her. I think... I think when you go down to let her know, she says, well, I'm, I'm coming with you, of course. But what about Father, William, Beatrice, all the people who were potentially going to be targeted? Beatrice was already targeted, and that worked out terribly. I mean, in the end, everyone was fine, but that was, I don't know if she, she would survive another ordeal like that. And William would... Certainly not be able to fare well under psychic attack. She grimaces and rolls her eyes at you. But she says, no, I suppose you're right. I'll, I'll make some pretense to check in with them today. Besides, I can be quite persuasive. Are there mm, measures of a certain nature in place to defend them against certain threats. She swallows hard and she says, everything that I could possibly do to protect them, I would. That's good enough for me. And I think with that, Agnes will rejoin everyone and be ready, as ready as ever to uh, head out. As is customary, we link hands when walking through any door anymore. 
Just in case. Sawyer did refill his flask with the good stuff when no one was looking. So his flask is is now rearmed or re, refill. The ammunition is full. So do we just walk hand in hand and hand in hand down to the police station? Just through the door. Oh, okay, just through the door. <laughs> but then we have to relink as soon as we enter the police station. Yep. Trust threshold. No, threshold. <laughs> yeah. So as you find Detective O'Neill. He waves you into his office and he says, I, look, I, I understand that some things happened last night, but we're dealing with a lot here. The mummy just vanished from the, from the museum. The, uh, there have been tiger attacks all over the city and it's a bad day. What, what do, what do you need? What, what do you mean the mummy disappeared from the museum? So... All of you um, remember that uh, when Sadet cast the illusion to oh, that have the mummy, mummy be there. Um, the hot mummy. The, the, the hot, hot mummy, right. Hot mummy. <laughs> she mentioned that this would buy them some time um, to get Usarkov out of, out of the States, but that it wouldn't necessarily be permanent. I think Ignacia asked that and then realizes that, and she's like, Oh. Well, we'll be quick then, and we won't we won't take up any more of your time. We just need to find someone. Detective O'Neill says, sees Ignacia have that sort of look and goes, wait, 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 wait. What do you know? Why does she have a poker face? She's so bad at this. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to try to deceive him? You can if you want. Yes, please. Okie dokie. <laughs> I think that's going to be influence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a solid four that I have for to this. All right. Uh, This is going to be uh, against the detective. Against the detective. (laughs) This is going to be daunting. (laughs) James is Gideon circle versus circle conflict. Daunting. Okay. Oh, no, it rolled off and it rolled from like a 18 to a two. So that's a six. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take those, uh, the strain and the yep. uh, surge. Yep, that is correct. Yeah, and he sees you sort of like straining to try to keep your face in check. And he says, no, what You were? What happened? Sorry, I'm trying to gain my composure to answer. <laughs> take your time. Just make Ken edit more. <laughs> A lot has happened since Hot Mummy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, crying. Um, I think okay. Soy- Sawyer. While this is happening, while all the detective like is going to start grilling uh, Ignacia, Sawyer looks at Agnes with that sort of like, we-, "We have to intervene. Like, how do we do this?" But he's not conveying good facial expressions, so we're like not helping. <laughs> Does the detective know that Sadet's around or like anybody from the kingdom is around? Kent, you, you overheard you, you pointed everybody out. Was he was he there at the kingdom circle circle? I don't think he was there. Okay. But uh, I will give you this one. He will know. Because obviously Charlotte Han is gonna tell him. Yeah. I think she's just like Well um it was an illusion. An illusion. I did not cast it. 
but the mummy that was there was an illusion. The, the whole time, or the one that was there got away and this is an illusion? I think Ignacia's trying to, like, she's like... I think James sees Ignacia, <laughs> and James like, this really feels like deputy work, missing mummy. We have My associate things. has a good point there, Detective. We are not on your payroll. We have other things that we're... I mean, we didn't come here to talk about a missing mummy. We dealt with a mummy. We need to find um, your... And I think he looks to Agnes and Noxia. Tracker friend. Who is unaffiliated with your department. Or any law enforcement department. Charlotte Grant, I think, if we want to get specific... About says, names what, and such. He says, what do you need Miss Grant for? Searching. For? My persons. mom, who, my mom, who we, I thought was dead, but maybe not. James is banking on it being real uncomfortable for O'Neill to talk about a possibly dead mother. Sawyer takes off his hat. He nods. It's like, he's, he's about to say, like, she wouldn't have time, and then he, how long ago did your Mother, vanish. Mr. Wilcox, I'm so sorry. Um, it's been about around nine years now. He says, Ms. Grant is good, but not... If she's been gone for nine years, Mr. Wilcox, she's likely gone. Well, she's we've, not. We've, we've, yeah. She's still here. She's not too far away, but far enough that I can't get a direct pinpoint on her. Knowing how Miss Grant helped us immensely finding James and Sawyer, we thought she could help us again. He says, uh, I'll ask her yes, I can send her a message and I will ask her to meet with us tomorrow, back here. Thank you. Course. I have another question. You mentioned tiger attacks. Yes. I mean, do you have any leads on where they're originating? He says, no, the, what happened to, well, what happened to Jing has been happening all over town, or happened all over town last night. Some fatal, some not, but the people who were attacked and lived are in pretty bad shape. How many were bitten? There were... <laughs> there were 11 people who were attacked and survived. I will start making tea then, because if you do not know, these tigers are not the type that escaped from the zoo. You know, like, does the quick check to make sure his door is closed and says, no, if they went after Li Jing, I had assumed they wouldn't be. And they went after us at James's apartment, too. Oh. We killed some. They changed back to humans. Once dead. You and might have dead. a body you need to retrieve uh, outside a window. If it hasn't been retrieved already. At my apartment. Yeah, you, might, can... you, you might have missing, mistook some of them for victims of the tigers when, in fact, they were at one point the tigers. They're naked when they change. May not be relevant, but they are. Mm-hmm. He says, well, 
yes, in front of the ladies, I wasn't going to go into some of the more indecorous parts of it, but... I mean, they're, they're like doctors and daughters of doctors. They know basic anatomy. I'm pretty sure, he points at Agnes, Agnes she recognized a butt. <laughs> this kind of like goes red just because this is an uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> he says, excuse me? I'll remind you, James, I also had a brief tenure in your uh, body. So I'm quite familiar with anatomy of all types. Thank you very much. Now, Wait, uh, to it, the matter at hand. James so has a realization will. he didn't have before. <laughs> yeah, so he says, well, I guess that's good at least. That would bring the victim count down by a little bit. But if this is lycanthropy, then Ignacia, you can do something for them? Yes, as I did something for myself and Agnes last night. It's not pretty. It's not fun. But it's a Jing's, uh recipe. Very well. He takes out a pad of paper and uh, writes something down on it, folds it, hands it to you, and says, um, give this to the hospital. This should make it easier for you to access the patients. She's going to read it real quick. Just, like, open it up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the upshot is that um, you should be given medical access to those patients per order of the police. Sweet. I think Ignace is going to look at uh, the three of them and be like, not the detective, but the three of them, and be like, well, I need to take care of this right away, so if, and I I, I don't think y'all could help me, I, I mean, you can definitely try, but I think there may be more pressing issues that you all could be more beneficial to. Tiger punching issues? I mean, if there's more of the were tigers. James, you know trying to describe this motion I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> the, the brain connected. Pointing, pointing at his forehead and then at Ignacia and then back like, and forth. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Ignacia goes helps people and we go help other people that are in more of a bitey situation. So Sawyer, do we, do we leave the detective's office? I think it's fun if we have this awkward conversation in front of him. Yeah, we like we like we like having our our sidebars with with him just sitting right there in his office as if it was our office. Um, well, my my only concern is concern is that if we split up, that these things might come back at some time, and you know I don't want any of us being unprotected. Uh, I mean, it, it might be worth it for us to track down where these tigers are coming from to know where they attacked and maybe get some information from some of the victims. So maybe if we all go together, you can help them. We can get information on where to find them. Unless, and he looks over at the detective. Oh, uh, sorry, detective. Unless uh, you have any helpful information of any kind, any anything useful. He says, we've just started looking into it. That There were a series of tiger attacks last night. And I must admit, the police force wasn't quite prepared for that. I will withhold making fun of you for that, Detective. I know you had a rough day. He says, he leans back in his chair and puts his hands on his forehead. He says, I was surprised when you didn't have a quip for it, but I appreciate it. So do we just wait for another call to come in? Or do we go talk to the 
victims and see if we can gain information from that. Or do we do nothing? Detective, do you know which part of town they were attacked in? There doesn't seem to have been a rhyme or reason to that. Some were attacked uh, in the north, which of course in Boston we call Southie. Um, some, of, some of them were attacked in the harbor, all over. Well, there goes my idea of us pinpointing a general area. You have a, um, a spare map handy by any chance, Detective? One where you could mark these locations off for us? Yeah, he uh, he provides, um, he sort of opens up a, pushes some things off uh, out of the way on his desk, and there is a map already there with these, some places circled in, uh, you know, fountain pen. I want, what I want to do is see if there's any kind of pat, like discernible pattern there. Okay. Um, which I guess, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I would be looking for. And I, I knew it would be something having to do with intellect, but I'm trying to think exactly which one it would be. Uh, I guess it's deductive reasoning. Sure. So do you want to go, okay, so if you're going to go deductive reasoning, then that would be, uh, That'd be like trying to find a sensible pattern, right? Not like try to find some sort of like weird, you know, like always sunny Philadelphia meme of like the bulletin board with all that, right? Yeah, I think like I'm trying to just see logically if there's like, like these are all places that are lower to like, I don't know, closer to sea level. <laughs> I don't know what, what people would be looking for. Got it. I am going to say that this is a difficult check. Okay. So just to double check, I roll a d20, and then I add everything from intellect, mm -hmm. uh, which is one, two, three, four, five. And then anything else? Or just if that? You, if you have the, anything... Oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh, yeah. It, it's your mind plus whatever, however many ranks you have in the approach. Oh, okay. Yeah, so your mind, case... your mind represents your natural aptitude uh -huh. for, for mental, you know, problem solving. And then the ranks and in, uh, intellect are your actual approach. You, you actually as like a Sherlock Holmes type. Mm -hmm. All right, in that case, it's 22. Okay, and did you, so you rolled a 22. Well, I, uh, yeah. Well, right, I mean, with modify. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It was a moderate check for you because you are um, one of your strengths is deductive reasoning and so you beat the CL by one, two, three so yeah, it is a success plus two game changers for you okay, cool yeah, so you look at this map and uh, I'm, I'm glad you get the game changers for it because there's no pattern here right, there's unless you want to use, uh, sorry, they're called plot twists. Um, unless you want to use a plot twist to make one, which you could do if you want. Mm. Well, it is, that is tempting. So we would have something to go off of here. Um, I think I will use, so I think the pattern 
god, I'm really bad with maps and like sense of direction things in real life, so get ready for this to make zero sense. Um, <laughs> I think the the one discernible pattern here is that this is there are always like parks nearby, um, and maybe that's because. And I'll, I'll go into character for this, I guess. So the only thing that stands out to me is that at each of these locations, there's a park that is at least fairly nearby, if not directly next to where these incidents happened. And I don't know, but I suspect that this might be because parks are easy to disappear into, uh, especially at night because of the foliage and the darkness. They, they don't usually have as many uh, street lamps inside and often we're not supposed to be inside them at all at night. Um, but it's that's the only thing I can offer from any of this. Detective O'Neill steeples his fingers and says, fascinating. Thank you. Cool. Uh, yeah, great use of a plot twist. So he says... I'll make sure that I have my men look carefully in the in the parks. Look Agnes nods and covert. Sorry, look for piles of discarded clothing. I'll make that recommendation, Mr. Finn. I imagine dogs would also be very helpful in this situation because um, it's not like we have tigers wandering around the city normally. He says, true, true. I mean, I can accompany some of your men. If you need be, I've dealt with these tigers before. Um, he says, uh, well, that won't be necessary. If if we are dealing with a lycanthropy situation, which, of course, I assume we are, my sister is better versed in these things than I am. She's quite confident that the attacks would be occurring at night, not during the day. Well, that will check out with our experience. If you change your mind. James scribbles his address on a paper and slides it over. Thank you very much. But if I don't talk to you, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Now, if you'll excuse me. All right. What's your plan? Ignacia has to go save people, right? I guess we're going with Ignacia. And, okay. you know, see what we're we going gather there. Oh, I was going to say that I'm going to make some tea. <laughs> and that I, I didn't know if we we're going to split up or not, so that's why I was double checking. I think we're all going with you. I mean, we don't have a. I mean, unless we're just going to go stand in a random park. Yeah, we're we'll all go going. Go, we're, we're all going with Ignacia. All right, so Ignacia, you make uh, how many doses of this tea? Fifteen, because just in case. James uh, prepares the meat and cheese and water board. <laughs> Are you bringing that to the hospital? Uh, I figure we prepare the tea at home, so he serves the people at the Han residence. Oh, okay. I thought you were, like, packaged up, ready to go, like you got a little picnic basket or something. <laughs> if, if, you, if you feel like, Doug, you want this to be a challenge, you could use the group challenge, um, which is very similar to, like, a the way you were running the fifth, the fifth uh, skill challenges. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like all of us have to say how we're helping in this. Uh, if 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 it's a challenge at all. Otherwise, if it's just us getting to the next part of the story, then that's not a. Since she's already made the the tea a couple times. Yeah, since 
since you've made it before, I think I'm just going to have you do a difficult arcana or arcane check. Is that what you've been using to make the tea arcane? I think so. Okay, great. And so, I'm going to use my herbalism strength. Yep. So it's moderate. Yeah. That's another 23 altogether. All right. Uh, that is an epic success. Yeah. So uh, you're feeling very good about yourself. You uh, lose two strain. Oh, nice. And uh, the GM removes a complication. So having experienced what you experienced with the tea and having talked to... Um, talk to Agnes about what she experienced, you realize that the formula might not be quite right and you're able to modify it in a way that you're pretty confident will be uh, far less horribly painful for the people to whom you administer it. Sounds good because they would not want that ride. No. All right, uh, but that does take you a couple hours and so you head over to the hospital um, around dinner time. By the time you, uh, you know, wake up late, take a nap, do some divination, go to the police station, make some tea. You know. A full day. Full day of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Go to the hospital, flash my my note to security, a nurse, I don't know who. The doctors probably would be okay. like stepping in if they see you sort of walking in to see their patients. Um. This is daytime? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like just before dinner time. Okay. Sawyer is, while we're all here, the only thing he's doing here is looking around to see if there's anyone suspicious. Because if these things are people that turn into tigers, he's concerned that there might be some of these people versions here. Okay. I think uh, James has put on his fingerless, magical fingerless gloves. Okay. Um... Sawyer, give me, uh, give me like an insight or senses check, I guess that would be, or savvy, one of the. Oh, I'd like to go with savvy because, yeah, this is definitely more like his street smarts, like, you know, look, mm -hmm. it's, le it's less like hunting a criminal and more thinking like one, like where would I be standing if I wanted to figure out if one of my escaped victims was going to talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, so, so that'll this is, be, this is going to be a difficult check. Okay, cool. This is my first time rolling my awesome die by utopian bubbles mm -hmm. with the skull on it and the bullet 18 on the die nice. plus four. So 22. All right, so that was difficult. You hit extreme. Um, and were you bringing it, bringing the difficulty down no, at all? Okay. I, I couldn't, I didn't buy it down with anything. All right. I, my forte is not <laughs> this type of uh, of thing. Okay. I'm savvy, so, but I'm not like that, that good at it. Cool. So success in a game changer. Awesome. I needed another plot twist. Oh yeah, plot twist, right. So there are only two people here you recognize um, and only one who's not a patient or a police officer or a doctor or a nurse or someone working in there. 
and that is Flinders Peters, who is the archaeologist who unearthed Usurkov's tomb. He's sitting next to the bed of Henry Trislow, who was the wealthy patron of the Boston Museum who uh, funded that trip. Um, not one of the two owners of the museum, but the the wealthy patron who they thanked profusely on those museum steps that day. So playing in character, and since I just established that Sawyer does not remember faces very well, <laughs> instinctual, instinctively, he tries not to remember faces. I think he looks over at Agnes and says, uh, just, just that he points out that that person is is not a. He, I was saying character. Uh, that that person over there, sitting, it, he's not a. It doesn't. It, isn't it? It seems odd to me that he's there. Does it, why, I mean, he's not a police officer. He's not a doctor. I. Is there? I guess it is odd, but people. I. Is there any, I guess I'm trying to think if there's something I can roll here to like kind of get a better sense of the situation without having to like directly would, ask would, people. Would you, would you recognize the person? I would recognize, but I wouldn't necessarily know like why they, I don't know. It seems, the thing that seems odd is that they would also be, or one of these people would be a victim of a tiger bite. It seems very like, like, is this just coincidence or is this something else? But I also recall Agnes not being overly fond of these individuals. So the idea of going up and starting a conversation um, as the first thing on the to-do list is not appealing to her. Right, I, so actually, you know what actually would be good is if we, is there a nurse or somebody around who it looks semi-available to be asked a question? Yeah, definitely. Cool. I think I'm going to pull whoever looks the friendliest aside um, and just put on my most charming face, uh, which I'm sure is difficult considering it's still not feeling great, uh, and ask, excuse me, I, I know those two individuals over there. I, may I ask why they've, what their circumstances are that they've, they've come here? The nurse looks over to Ignacia, who everyone's been given the instruction to stay out of her way, um, and says, uh, <laughs> You're with, you're with her? Yes, and I think I like take Ignacy by the arm and kind of like wherever, I imagine wherever you're tending to business, you're nearby enough that I can kind of like pull you over to as proof, <laughs> proof that we are together. I think she's starting to go into like another room and then she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she says, well, if you're with Dr. Del Rio, then I can tell you. Um, yes, Mr. Mr. Trislow was attacked last night and um, Mr. Peters brought him in. He had some scrapes, but certainly wasn't in the kind of shape that Mr. Trislow was. He's insisted on staying here and well, we wouldn't want Mr. Trislow to wake up and be unhappy now, would we? If you'll excuse me. And Agnes nods and turns back to everyone. And I think with that, uh, Ignacio is like, was about to say, I'm not a doctor, but I think the nurse already walked off in the meantime. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'll guess I'll provide some tea that way. We should uh, maybe ask some 
questions as you are providing the tea. I don't know why they would get attacked. I mean, it was just... I have to wonder where they were attacked as well, because yeah. they don't seem the type to be out on a stroll late at night. They seem to be, uh, for all of that adventurous kind of facade of, oh, we go around the world and we have travels and we collect things and all of that. I highly doubt that we would <laughs> encounter them late at night on the street. Also, it, it, it's been my experience that wealthy people have people to take people places. Why would they be here together and not have others do this for them? So I, I will say your characters would know that it's not, especially in the summer months, it's pretty common for uh, well-to-do folks to go walking late at night because it's, you know, the coolest time of the day um, to, you know, take a constitutional and, and get some air. So that's not out of the realm of possibility um, or, or even, it's not even unexpected. Um, and if, they were if one of if one of them were attacked, it wouldn't be uncommon for the other to flag down police officers and go with them. They, then wouldn't, they wouldn't bring like a footman with them as they're going out for a walk. Well, Ignacia, I, I guess it wouldn't hurt to say hello, ask them about their experience as you're providing. Well, do you want to be my nurse since I'm a doctor now? Oh, yes, I will. Sure, that would not terrify anybody in here, us too, as professional medical <laughs> people in a hospital. Uh, all right, doctor, lead the way. Oh, I just, that term, and she's just starting to go into the room then with them. I think she already has some tea brewing, like, and so she has like a little tray with like a cup of tea in it and starts head, heading in confident as I'll get out like yes I'm a doctor <laughs> okay so you're going into Trisla's room mm -hmm. Sawyer's going to be close by but not okay. in, just within earshot maybe same for James alright so as you go in Peter stands to to greet you and he says have you come to I remember you too but yes, he says it in a charming it. British accent that I'm not even going to bother trying to do <laughs> She's like, hello. And Ignacia like sort of just nods at him and just kind of walks past him and starts tending to the patient. You're a doctor? No, but I have a police legal rights to be here to help out with the situation that's going on. He says, if you can help my friend, by all means, please. How can I help? You could tell us details about how this all occurred. He says, I'd be delighted to, Miss Hunt. Mr. Trislow and I were out for a walk uh, and we were discussing a, another possible venture that I was thinking about taking after the roaring success of the exhibit when tigers attacked us. We held them off for as long as we could with our canes, but we were no match. It was only because police heard the commotion and came over that they were able to chase them off. Henry was bit quite badly. Was there anything unusual about these tigers? Aside from that they were tigers roaming the streets at night. 
Well, I've seen quite a few tigers in my day, in my adventures around the world, but these tigers seemed smarter. Not a feral beast, but they seemed to have purpose and strategy. Interesting. And I give a kind of a meaningful look, a glance at Ignacia, to Ignacia. I think she just nods as she's like starting to provide tea to like helping uh, helping him sip the tea. Okay. He says, what may I ask is that that you're giving him? Medicine. Old family secret. And she gives a wink and she just continues to help him drink. Speaking, it. <laughs> speaking of which, do you happen to know if there's a bucket in this room? He says, there's a waste bin here. Oh, good. That'll oh. do nicely. He pulls over this sort of like wicker waste bin. <laughs> I just shrug at Ignacia and make kind of a scrunched up nose. <laughs> so back to these tigers. <laughs> um, where was it exactly that you encountered them? Uh, yeah, and he gives you the, the location in the sort of street corner where they were when it happened, um, or cross street. And, uh, sure enough, that's near one of the nicer parks in Boston. And given this is probably highly unlikely considering that people generally don't go around with, uh, pet tigers in the city at least. Uh, but have you upset anyone in particular recently or ha have either of you, anyone who might, um, want to do you harm he says no we the museum was a, a tremendous success wait you don't think this has anything to do with the mummy vanishing do you i doubt it to me tigers mummies they don't no. seem to have no. a lot in common he says uh, as far as i know i don't have any enemies hmm I just makes like a whatever you would describe that's just kind of a aha uh -huh sound um, and kind of just shrugs at Ignacia um, do you know where they ran off to like which direction he says yes they ran they ran north which um, Agnes you know would be back towards the park well, thank you for uh, answering our questions, and I'm sh sure this uh, medicine will start helping very soon. But it, it's just to give you some warning, it is one of those things that hurts first and helps after the fact. It helps, it helps purge the illness from the system as Ignacia starts pushing Agnes out of the room. <laughs> he says this is but he's bandaged up and quite comfortable. He's expected to make a full recovery. Well, he'll make an even fuller recovery now. Very well. Thank you very much, then. Cat bites are a lot worse than people seem to make them out to be. Ignacia says as she's like, good day, sir. Okay. And then she's going to look at Agnes and be like, after the gathering, she's like, I made it better so they don't react as violently. Like, just, just like, you know, it's not going to be that bad for them, I hope. <laughs> we'll see. Ever the skeptic. 
right. have to find something new to be skeptical about now that magic is the thing on the table. Fill, fill the void. <laughs> the void of skepticism. All right, so the... So it takes you, I would say, about 15 minutes uh, for each, you know, thing of tea to prepare that. Um, and so as you're finishing up, uh, we've moved through dusk and sunset, and it's just getting to be night by, you know, convenient GMing, hand-waving. <laughs> Sawyer is definitely on guard. Like, like he's, he's ready to draw looking at everything a lot more skeptically mm-hmm. skeptically. I think, yeah. I think, I think James keeps like pulling his gloves down tighter. You know, he's kind of taking cues off Sawyer, you know, seems to be checking to make sure he's loaded, you know, stuff. Okay. Like it's, if we're walking through the, the hospital, it's like when you walk to a hall or to a corner where it turns, it's like, pause kind of look around a little bit with your hand on the and then keep you know, we're 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 very very prepared i think the whole thing about everybody being ambushed by tigers is what has us like this like if if we're going to be attacked they're going to they're not going to attack unless they think they have the upper hand or something like that right yeah and so this is the the 1890s so you don't have to worry about like multiple exits or any garbage like that um, there's there's really only one way in and what's fire out. safety fire safety <laughs> windows uh, <laughs> and leaping <laughs> right fire safety is the the flame suppression system that gave everybody like i forget what it was like some kind of like advanced stage dementia when it was used um the and so sure enough not long after dark um there's a, a little bit of a ruckus down the hallway. Are all four of us together in the area we're in? I think so. Yeah, Ignacia, I assume, is just finishing up, you know, like cleaning up after the tea and making sure that you don't leave anything behind. Um, and sure enough, you hear growling um, and the sounds of screaming and then some gunfire and then more screaming and no more gunfire. It's all very quick. I think James takes off in that direction pretty quickly. Okay. Sawyer as, turns as as James goes. Sawyer turns to to everybody to say, "All right, everybody." And then right before you can say anything, James is already running, and he just goes, "Oh crap!" <laughs> well, Does he do one of those like? Oh. <laughs> it wouldn't be all crap. Oh hell! And he draws his pistols and goes. Okay. <laughs> so, as you uh, sprint out into the hallway, you see nine tigers on all fours um, and one tiger walking upright holding a cane. I think oh dear. settles on that one. Um, okay. So, I mean, frame of mind thing, I think James has felt seen or kind of felt pretty helpless through all the magic stuff like preparing potions and whatnot and communing with people. So now he's facing a problem that he's feels pretty well equipped to handle. So I think he's waiting in there. You know, he's he's going into this fight because it's something he's used to. Uh, he has a lot of anger to let loose. Mm-hmm. And I think he's ready to do that. You know, on these nine were tigers. Okay. As as he's waiting in, like going towards the the 
the problem. Sawyer yells back at Ignacia and, and specifically Ignacia because he's seen you do things with your magics at a distance at times. Uh, right. Like you had the spiritual acts and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like he basically looks back and he says, cover our boy. <laughs> Cause he sees how much trouble he's about to get about to get into. So Sawyer is going to be whatever James is doing when things are coming up on either side of him, he's going to try to be dealing with those. Yeah. I think James is laser focused on the one tire that's standing up, holding, holding the cane. So He's going to okay. work through whatever he has to to get to that one. Okay. Do I get do I get to roll this fancy utopian bubble dice? You do. I'm going to roll it. Yeah, and so as you're rushing in um the the tigers on the ground flank around into the front to try to keep you from getting to him. Okay, well I'm using my my fight, which is my biggest stat with a total of 9 on top of my 11 that I rolled, so that's a 20. Well, so before you before you roll, um, okay. let me know what you're trying to do here so that I can set a... I think I'm trying to get... I'll re-roll. But I think I'm trying to get to that one. So it's me basically just going in. James is going in. Um, he's going to punch whatever is between him and this tiger holding the staff or the cane. So his goal is to get to that one, and he's going to just throw down on whatever is between him and that one. Okay, so you're trying to clear a path between you yeah. and yeah. Standing Tiger. So I'll roll now. All right, so that's going to be daunting. Okay. So my fight is a nine. Conveniently, I rolled 11 again. So <laughs> we're still sitting at a 20. Perfect. So yeah, so you beat that by one, so your action succeeds as planned. Tell us about how it happens. Okay, so I think... I mean, I don't, James is, I mean, there's too many. He's not going to get to this one yet, but I think he goes in and these tigers, the more tiger ones kind of leap at him. And I think he's just, he's, I mean, he's pretty full of rage right now. He's on the cusp of getting back to his mother who is thought has been dead for like nine years, right? So that's forefront of his mind. And these things, whether they are or they aren't, they're standing between him and that. He has to get through that to get to that point. So any tiger that's jumping at him, I think he's just shoulder down, just knocking them out of the way. Like, you know, he takes one, slams it up against the wall and just kind of kicks the next one out of the way. He's just trying to get through these eight other tigers or whatever to get through this to this to what he figures as the person behind it all. The one that doesn't look like, you know, that that's holding a cane. So he's just fighting his way through. He's probably getting tangled up with him pretty good, but he's giving out more than he's getting. Great. I want to hop in. Go for it. So I think as uh, James is starting to like wade his way through, I think Ignacia is going to do a magic and like try to, because she's done it before in the past with people, like with the whole person, so especially in the the museum mm -hmm. where she held us to racist i think she's gonna try to at least get a few of these tigers just to be held back just so it gives us more of an advantage because it's four against nine and those are not good numbers yeah uh four against ten nine tigers oh. and then standing tiger oh excuse me i stand corrected <laughs> no i just wanted to make sure everybody knew where you 
where you no. were because other other people said nine as well so yeah no i i know <laughs> all good all right um so how many are you going to try to restrain because that'll determine how difficult it is maybe three of them okay just to get some of them out of the way all right that's gonna be that's gonna be extreme i think okay i'm gonna use arcane okay and i'm gonna use a surge okay so that lowers it from extreme to difficult because you have uh your magic background so that's gonna help with yes. that okay no okay i so i got a 14. so you i meet it um yeah you meet it so you you succeed but you take one strain so you take the strain but yes they are restrained you push three of them up against the wall and they are furiously thrashing about but they are they are held so three of them are out of commission i think she's gonna look at sawyer then and be like yeah i think yeah as soon as sawyer sees the the magic start to work and tigers being held back it's like like i'm picturing it as like waves of tigers leaping at james and all of a sudden some of them are being like magically lifted and thrown and so sawyer's going to use his hellfire pistol and try to uh lay out some of the ones on the left and and uh um so that it's like every uh, both sides of james are going to be a little bit lighter now if, if okay. he can succeed at this um i hope he can succeed at this i'm going to surge to make sure he succeeds at this <laughs> um but yeah so he's using his finesse for his uh his pistols his aim and precision okay um so it's going to be a plus seven but i mean gunslinger is what he does combat mm -hmm. reflexes is what he's got and he's going to surge so um whatever the, I, and i think i think he's going to like unload so like every bullet in the pistol is going out rapid fire so he's also going to go for like three three or four whatever he thinks he can get on however many are on the left side that he thinks he can shoot he's going headshots and okay. hellfire i would say taking out three would be uh i mean three at once i would say would probably be epic yeah so I buy that down to a daunting, okay, which is 15 to 19. Um, so I have a plus seven, and then my Hellfire pistols are at two, which puts it at a plus nine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's that skull. is the skull on the. That is a 20 on the die. <laughs> Thank All you, right. Utopian Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! That that's a uh, yeah. So that. Total is a 29, but it's an epic. Yep. Um, and so this was, so you had bought it down to daunting though, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, so you beat it by two, so that's uh, success and a plot twist. So talk to me about how these three tigers get it in the head. Well, because it's epic, I'm going to go all uh, big budget action movie, uh, John Wick style. So I think I think Sawyer is shooting while walking forward, and he gets their attention with the first couple shots. And the tigers turn, and a couple of them leap at him. He just sort of like sidesteps them, and then like puts the barrel to like the underside of one's head, and just hell fires that off. Uh, spins so that one goes past him, but then he's spinning and finishes his spin shooting behind him, and that one goes up. And then the third one is jumping right at James. Uh, and it gets 
like two or three shots in the belly and it lifts it up to the ceiling with the hellfire below it. And so James is now walking through tigers being magically thrown on one side and basically like a Michael Bay movie, there's just explosions of hellfire behind him, making him look very badass to this this standing tiger. Okay, great. Agnes, what would you like to do? So there's like, there's a two-folded question that I want to try to investigate or figure out. And I, I guess it would probably be an insight thing. Um, but essentially I want to get a sense of like how self-aware these tigers are, like in, specifically in comparison to the ones that we encountered and like, like how aware are they of like their actions or are they just like full tiger? Um, and also specifically comparing that to the tiger standing up with Kane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so in all of this chaos, I think that would be a daunting check. Mm-hmm. Um, and all together... Which, of course, you buy down with... Oh, yeah. I, I have surges, so I should probably use one. Well, I, so I think this is already for you down to difficult because this is okay. deductive reasoning. Okay. Uh, in that case... Oh, are we going to do... Okay, yeah. Uh, so if is that... I can do math. One, two, three, four, five... Twenty-five. Yowza. Yeah. All right, so you beat that by three. Uh, success and two plot twists. Nice. So these tigers are certainly similar to the ones that were attacking you the other night um, in a couple ways. One, they seem to be more aware than a regular tiger. Um, you know, you've never fought a regular tiger, but the ones that you encountered the other day seem to have some strategy, seem to um, key in on certain people and, and focus on them um, rather than just sort of viciously attacking they're also in tremendous danger and they're not running away. Um, they're advancing towards violence instead of running from it and waiting for a, a, an ideal time to strike. Um, the other thing that's similar to them with the ones that you faced the other night is the three dead ones have turned back into humans. So yeah, the one in the center, however, seems unfazed, unafraid, and uh, just absolutely indifferent about what's going on. Interesting. <laughs> um, I want to, like, as quickly as possible convey this information to whoever is at least in my general vicinity, which is probably not James, who's, like, charged off. So at least Ignacio is, a, who is probably somewhat near me. Although I don't know what we're going to do with this. It's just just well, to know. So back to James, or are we back to James? So before that happens, the there's going to be some strain passed around here. So, James, for you, even though they're able to clear out all these tigers, um, the the standing tiger, as you come face to face, brings his cane up and just cracks you across the face with it. Yeah. Um, and you're going to take, I think, two points of strain there. Okay. Everybody else is going to take one for the stress of the situation. I'm elbow deep in tiger. So. Yeah. But yeah, now it's your turn. So I think, uh, I guess I should, I mean, James is, I mean, 
past the point of talking, he's going to beat on this cane bearing tiger for a little bit until it's easier to talk to. So let's roll first, see how that goes. Um, I'm going to use fight, you know. Uh, I'm not trying to kill it, so mm-hmm. just, you know. Yeah, so what, what are you trying to do before you um, what that roll is? I'm trying to punch it until it doesn't feel like hitting me with a cane or casting spells, you know? I'm going to punch it into a state of talking instead of fighting against us. <laughs> All right. Um, that's going to be extreme. Okay, well, I've rolled a 20, and I've got a 9 in fight, so I'm at sitting at a 29. That's okay. pretty good. So but Yeah, you succeed as planned. So I think James, he still, by my math, has three tigers that he has to deal with first. Three were magicked off, three were shot. Uh, so that leaves three left before he gets to cane, you know, the tiger with the cane. So didn't you say that the James was also throwing? Yeah, he threw a couple, mm-hmm. but I think he's still dealing with them. Uh, they keep coming back and trying to scratch them. So I think he grabs one and just, you know, just slams into the other and takes out two and the, the, the last one jumps at him and I think he just drops a fist right into its nose and just powers it down to the ground and he steps through and that brings him kind of face to face with this this tiger that's holding the cane this more human tiger and I think there's just a second where James has just a moment of he kind of flashes back to Edwin and he restrains himself as he just kind of a punch the face, one to the gut, and then comes back up with a just a vicious uppercut into this thing's chin to just take it off its guard. I think it, he, you know, if it loses the cane, he kind of takes the cane and kicks it backwards behind him, you know, because mm-hmm. he figures that's the source of any power that it has. And I think he just kind of falls on top of it and restrains it to the ground. Okay. And then yeah, and so- keeps himself from just delivering that final blow that would take it out. And so as you come face to face with it, as you look this this thing directly in its eyes, you see they're very human eyes. And there's a real moment of fear as your punch connects. Yeah, I think it's that that seeing the humanness in his eyes that kind of keeps him from, you know, finishing this thing off. Mm-hmm. So maybe I think he even like picks it up and kind of just wraps his big arms around it and like holds it. As that as that ha- like you said that the cane goes behind you, right? So Sawyer's like quick, quickly reloading. And as he's saying they're reloading, he sees the cane and he, he kicks it with his left boot over towards uh, Agnes. <laughs> so like, it's kind of sort of like, you know, the camera like connecting the scene to the rest of us. Like, like the cane goes sliding, he kicks it over to Agnes because he has no idea what to do with it and finishes loading the gun. <laughs> Looks up to check to see if any tigers are coming. <laughs> um, so I think... All of the tigers are down in one way or the or another. Um, four of them are dead. Two of them are unconscious because they've been slammed into each other. Uh, and then three of them are magically restrained to a wall, but they're still thrashing against it. And Morgan, are you or is uh, is Ignacia like concentrating on them, like holding yeah, them in place? That's so cool. Look, I just have that visual in my mind of like. Yeah, I think she's just like focused on keeping them there. It's like that Scarlet Witch. <laughs> in, in the event, it's just like instead of like a red sort of like flash, it's more like a the golden like sort of radiancy sort of like look to love it. Love it. I love that. I think James says to Agnes, you know, while he's holding this one, he's like, "I've got this one. If you want to talk to it?" 
And you I, have a cane at your feet. <laughs> I guess I'll take the cane just because why not? Uh, melee weapon in case I suddenly decide that's the thing Agnes does. Just try to throw um, it. Just try to throw it. Yeah, it'll go perfectly and won't end up like hitting James in the back of the head instead. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll approach the tiger. <laughs> I kind of just want to say, so what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> in my, in my, uh, in the similar way to I, to talking to the ants, I guess I'll tap into that same part of my head. You also cringe a little bit inside because you think you sound like your mother <laughs> when you say it. <laughs> so the, the tiger looks up at you from uh, being restrained, makes direct eye contact, and you too see that very human look in its eyes. And it says, through these snarled, just flecks of tiger spit flying out, uh, says, I have nothing to say to you. Are you sure about that? Because I just asked nicely, but we have ways to ask and are not quite so polite. I was sent here. And it's, it's very much thrashing around and says, we were sent here to get our our new recruits, but it seems like that one and it snarls at Ignacia. Put a stop to that. With her free hand, she just gives a little finger wave. <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> Agnes and Ignacia are cracking me up right now. <laughs> you Sorry. don't mess around with us. <laughs> and um, who is your boss exactly? Who do you think? Yes, but you see, there's several levels to management here, I believe. And I want to know who is your direct boss? Who do you answer to on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? Its eyes, its sort of head rocks backwards. And when it looks forwards, its eyes are completely red. Oh. It says, you knew it was going to be me, didn't you? Well, I figured there would probably be some pawn or another of yours that these uh, felines were probably answering to. This one is more of a rook, perhaps a bishop. Interesting. I didn't expect a a whole menagerie of beasts to be involved in this, but I guess you still have some surprises. (laughs) You have no idea. Have you considered my offer anymore? Mm, I didn't really need to consider it in the first place. It was a pretty unappealing offer. Very well. Will there be anything else? Mm, I don't suppose I can negotiate with you to uh, release your so-called new recruits. Well, it seems like your physician friend over there is taking care of that. True. Where? I guess we... Where is she? I, I can't quite see her. I, I look in like a bunch of different directions. Like, oh, well, she could be over there. Or she could be over there. This or, feels- you know, she's just so fast. She could be all the way over there by now. This feels threatening. So James takes his right leg, puts it out in front, sweeps back against its legs and slams its face into the ground. As, as you do, it laughs. And it says, Bricklayer, when I take over a body, I choose not to feel the pain it feels. Hurt this as much as you want. 
He proved uh, useless. Still got teeth then. Slams it down again. Okay. But yeah, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. This this uh, standing tiger is missing some teeth now. James is a very mad boy these days. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, Agnes will turn to James and be like, I don't know if those dental issues are going to translate over into the human form, so we might want to um, settle down a bit. Last thing you need is somebody billing you their dentist fees. James nods and kind of releases the tiger, lets it drop to the ground. All right. So uh, if you've let it go, it stands back up and still red in the eyes says, we'll meet again. Consider it a date. And uh, the eyes click back from being red. And this thing in a sort of confused, panicked state takes off down the hallway in the opposite direction, the way it came in. There's a fiery bullet chasing it. Okay. (laughs) Give me a check for that. Okay. So again, this is a, this is the gunfighter. Yeah. Uh, I was already training the pistol on it. So I don't know if that helps with the, with the aiming. Yeah. I think uh, this is going to be difficult. I don't think this is going to be, I mean, it's, I mean, maybe even moderate, like, this is a large tiger. It's running down the hall. It it just wants to get the hell out of there. Out of 19 total. All right. So then, yeah, I, I think you're, if it's set it difficult, you'd take it down to moderate since you're a gunslinger. So you beat it by two. That's a success and a plot twist. Um, the bullet lands and you hear the thing roar, but it's still moving. Um, and it takes the corner and and hustles its way out of there. Okay. And then, uh, Sawyer, real quick, like kind of, as it turns, he can't kind of aim at it. He can't see it anymore. He asks Ignacia without looking anywhere in a way. He asks Ignacia, um, did you say that once these things turn into these tigers, that they're not people anymore? They're not going to, are they still, is there, are these people going to, can you help them? That's, that's a good question. And she's starting to like, Trying to remember if there's if the cure is only for um, people who are about to turn, or if it also. Yeah, I thought the didn't, didn't they have to die to to turn, and then they were just those things now. Oh God, I don't remember. <laughs> well, you have five that are still alive who you could find out with. That's what I was getting at. Is if if it's explained that these things are not redeemable, then he's going to do away with the three that are pinned to the wall. I, I would like to try to save them before we do anything. Okay. If we can. So then we have to restrain them. I'm currently doing that. <laughs> in, in a, in a, a, a more uh, uh, scalable way. Because <laughs> you can't stand here all night. Yes, it's getting quite... I probably should take another strain for the amount of like, time I've been holding them there. Yeah, I would, I would say that's probably reasonable. Um... Maybe we want to just let that one go. Should we try to chase it? I'm busy. I mean, I... Uh, so Sawyer, like, he sighs for a second. He doesn't like running. <laughs> and then he, he just starts running running after it as fast as he can. <laughs> Sawyer sprints down the hall and turns the corner, and it's, it's this long hallway. Um, and as fast as it was moving, there's no way it's out of there, but it's gone. Hmm. 
back in the hallway, John, James is rendering wall tigers and unconscious with, you know, punches. <laughs> then they'll be yeah. easier to restrain. Yeah, as as restrained magically as they are, they're just going they're just going down. And I think once they're they're knocked out, I think Ignacio's going to try to coordinate with the the hospital to see if they have if they work with the asylum nearby to see if they have like restraints and like straight jackets and stuff like that to help control uh, the violent tendencies. They say yes that they can get those absolutely. It takes you a little while to find anyone because you have um, some pretty badly messed up. Like they did a number coming through here. Uh, the police officers are down. Some of them are going to be tough to save. Some of them are not going to be savable. Um, and some of them are going to need some tea. Yeah. So he comes walking back in then since he couldn't catch him. And he says, well, I guess we have a mess to clean up. And as you're walking back, you look into the sort of room off to the side, the nice room that was given to Trislow. And you see Peter's, standing in the back corner as far away from the doorway as you can white even for a british person um just uh, ashen and sort of panicked looking and like statue still against the wall the red death is morgan nuncio as ignacia Cleo Yansu Davis as Agnes, Tim Devine as Finn Sawyer, Kent Blue as James, and Doug Lewandowski as the Game Master. The Red Death is part of the Role to Play Network. It is edited, produced, and hosted by Kent Blue. Discover more at RollToPlayNetwork.com And do join us next time If you Good luck with that whole mummy thing is all I was going to say, but <laughs> I'm glad I was muted because <laughs> Sawyer did say he wasn't going to be a total smart ass to the detective. <laughs> yeah. And if, uh, if detective O'Neill were a really terrible person, he would say, well, and good luck to you with James's mummy thing. I, w- I totally bit my tongue on a, on a mummy mommy joke yeah. earlier. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> oh, I hate well, to have to cut that. Well, no one said it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, and as Tim has pointed out in the chat, they are more aware tigers. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's fair. I did a lot of puns last game, so mm-hmm. someone needs to take the mantle. I was shocked at how many there were about time in such a short span. <laughs>
I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. 